So we are only five days away. Yes, five. And I'm like dorkishly excited about um, some things that I'm about to release in five days. I have an entire Ramadan recharge experience with um, these four bonuses that I've been working really hard on after like 20 years of having women come to me, um, Ramadan after Ramadan with all the different issues, whether it's how to stay spiritually connected while they're menstruating, they had this super high charge and all of a sudden, you know, they have that and they can't pray, they can't fast. And then they feel like they lose time and they lose Iman. So how to deal with that, how to stay motivated for women who get that like they start off strong then they get that mid ramadan slump and then they try to pull it back the last 10 days and feel like they just lost most of ramadan i got you right and then also people who i feel like you know what i don't know how it is but i end up gaining weight in ramadan how do i gain weight when i'm fasting most of the day if you want to have a healthier ramadan and even maybe have some weight loss that is also something i have coming out for you and the last one is for pregnant and breastfeeding women which we will cover today these women are so precious and they're in a beautiful time of their life where they are just giving, 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 but they themselves need spiritual nourishment and even um, physical nourishment where they might choose to fast or not fast. So in the next couple podcasts, you're going to love it. I'm going to be giving you a ton of resources, like I said, that I've been collecting over the years. And some of these will come out in entire forms of eBooks or resources and tools um, that will actually be free for those who are in my um, program that want to join with us in Ramadan. But for the rest of you all who are listening, I'm going to be giving you some snippets of those for free as well. So I'm really excited. Get ready. Get a pen and paper. Today we're going to talk about pregnant and breastfeeding women, how can they can approach Ramadan and still stay spiritually connected whether they fast or don't fast. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. And I am especially looking forward to that in Ramadan. Inshallah, may we all live to see Ramadan and to leave Ramadan better than when we entered it. Um, in the Sahaba, in the, in the times before Ramadan, right before they used to pray, even for six months before Mikdaa, begging, begging, begging to be able to reach Ramadan. And then even after Ramadan finished, they used to pray for almost six months again for just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept their da'a. So in this time, we all cannot imagine that we will make it to Ramadan. We see what's happening in the world right now. There are people who thought they were going to live to the last, in the next Ramadan. I mean, I know we hear people say that every year, but this is really real. People are actually really not making it like in large numbers right before. So we don't know what our fate is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of you and all your families. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to reach Ramadan and reap its benefits. Um, I want to talk to you today about a really important topic. Now, you may be a woman who is pregnant or breastfeeding at this time or you may not. So I would say that this podcast is either for women who are in that situation or are not. And could be in that situation because obviously in the future, we don't know if we're going to be able to um, have children or not. We don't know if maybe we're, you know, we're going to um, be able to breastfeed or not. And if you are, 
I mean, we want to know how to still stay spiritually connected in Ramadan in those states. So whether that's you right now or that could be you in the future, and or you know what? This podcast might be a really great um, gift that you give another woman who you know is, because I know tons of women right now who are either pregnant or breastfeeding, and I could say, hey, even though maybe I'm not right now, this might be something of value to you. So you might have some really great tips for those women in conversations. So if you listen up, you might have something really great to share, inshallah, business data. But first, I want to shoot a, a shout out, like I always a shout out. I always say shout out. Shout out, as I always do, to um, some beautiful women. Now, not all of you might know. I know sometimes I do shout outs for my Instagram, for my podcast on Apple. Um, we're on 10 platforms, but particularly in Apple, they have reviews that I do read sometimes. But today, I want to do one for one of my consultation calls. So not all of you might know that um, I do these 15-minute free consultation calls calls on Skype. Sometimes women reach out to me and they DM me and everything. And sometimes we can talk in a DM and sometimes it's a bit more and it's more involved and they really want some advice on something. So there was a particular sister, um, that I spoke to last week. And on Instagram, her name is um, Islam Path for Life. And I'm not going to obviously talk about what she talked to me about, but I do want to say that she is just a precious sister. And one thing she had expressed to me was that her problem was not just for her, it was for so many women in her community that they were all going through. And I expressed to her that I hope in Ramadan we can really come together more as women and talk more about what we are communally experiencing. And she was just so witty and so smart. And I feel like sometimes I love to give advice, but sometimes I also know that the women that I'm giving advice to, they and themselves are just brilliant. And they don't need my advice as, this, as much as they need affirmation about what they already know to be true. So sometimes I feel like women, like we have guts, feelings, right? We have these things in our stomach, that pit of our ourself that say, I know I need to do that right now, or I know I should not be doing that right now. And I, what I want to say to you is, follow that. Go with your gut. Obviously, we're going to look for um, all to, to follow Islam. And, and I'm not saying to go against Islam, but oftentimes things that we know we need to do are right there in front of us. And we have to just go with those feelings that we have. And this is something that is okay and encouraged as long as it's obviously in line with our deen. But I do want to say that there are situations that all of us are going through and you're not the only one. If you do need to make a call, I mean, more than welcome. Um, on my website, maybe I'll link it below. I have um, a link to do consultation calls. But like I said, maybe I'll leave the link below. Would love to reach and connect with as so many of you, even uh, before Ramadan. So Jazakumullahu Khairan says, big da'as and hugs for you. If you would love to be um, shouted out on my podcast, please continue to share whatever I put out on your Instagram, your YouTube, or your, um, you know, when you leave me an Apple review. I would love, guys, if you are already listening to this, if you would subscribe, because when I do Ramadan, I will be putting out more podcasts than usual, and I will put out bonus episodes. And in order to know when those happen, you have to kind of be subscribed. So I would encourage you if you're not already definitely hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of this family and catch everything we put out okay so today i want to talk about pregnancy and breastfeeding in ramadan and i'm going to give you a little bit of information about myself as a woman as a mother as someone who has given birth to four children but actually I, I used to say raised five, but technically now I'm raising six because I have another stepchild that lives with me more recently. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you learn kind of what works for you and your body. So I want to say whatever I suggest today, 
This is my personal experience, but it is also obviously things that are in line with um, nutritionalists and um, you know doctors and things over the year. I'm never going to obviously suggest anything to you that would be unhealthy. At the end, you do have to always check with your own doctor and your own practitioner in terms of what works for your body because no one can just give you blatant information over the over the the airwaves okay you have to check out your own particular body and situation and each child might be different right one child that might have a certain situation and another child is totally different so you still have to check with your your doctor for everything but i am giving you some information on kind of like what i do as a woman and then also some things that could really work for you and some of these are physical and some of these are mental. So the mental ones, obviously, you know, they're just more like mind shift sets, um, mindset shifts. So excuse me. And so those obviously, you know, take them as they are right there. So let's talk about the fact that pregnant and breastfeeding women, they do not have to fast in Ramadan, right? This is one of the beautiful mercies that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says for these women because he knows it can be hard for them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never wants to put them or the baby at risk or make it difficult. So alhamdulillah, that's the beauty of our religion that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put these things in. But at the same token, it is a choice. If our women want to fast, they choose to fast, they can do so as well. Now me, I'm to be honest, I totally fast through my breastfeeding and um, pregnancies. I've never not fasted through whatever it was. And by just the way it happens, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, two of my last pregnancies were in my ninth month of, <laughs> of you know, like my third trimester, my last uh, 30 to 45 days of pregnancy. So yeah, if you want to think of the hardest possible situation. Now, don't get me wrong. It's hard in the beginning sometimes if you have all that nausea and stuff like that. But when you get to the end and you are tired and women out there, if you have had kids, you know what I'm talking about. Like you don't want to do anything, let alone um, work all day and fast and cook for everybody and then clean up and then whatever. I mean, even if you have some help in the house, anything is exhausting. Sometimes walking across the room back and forth, you lose your breath just because of the sheer weight or the position of the baby. And so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of you moms out there and all of your precious moms that have are pregnant or just had babies and they're losing so much sleep or you haven't quite figured out your schedule or the baby's just testing your relationship between you and your spouse. There's so many dynamics that happen. But the point is in um, both situations, whether I was pregnant or breastfeeding, I always chose to fast. Now, that's my particular situation. Like I said, it doesn't mean anything less of you if you choose not to. But I just wanted to share why I do it and why I found that it really works for me. One is it was ridiculously important to me that I experienced Ramadan. And I knew that when I was not fasting, it like for the whole 30 days, it, it was not going to feel the same because there is a certain spiritual connection that happens in the state of fasting. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did make it allowable for women to fast while they are in these two states. So it's it's totally fine. As Like I said, as long as you've checked with your doctor and everything's fine. But for myself, I did not want to lose that. I didn't want to lose that opportunity. And I'm so glad I did. And I also, number two, didn't want to make up all that 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 those days. And I know some there's this back and forth about whether you can pay for the days or not. Again, I didn't want to give that away. I didn't want to just like pay for something. I wanted to have that experience. And so what I want to say to women is take it seriously. Consider what you feel is best for you. And you know what? 
I want to talk today about another option that you might have that's almost like a third option, which is not fasting or not fasting, and I'll get to that in a minute. But today, let's talk about, I'm going to give you two pieces of advice for women who choose to fast or choose not to fast. So I'm going to start first with the women who choose not to fast. Okay, so my first piece of advice. Okay, so getting back to the women who choose not to fast, my first piece of advice is change your perception of things or change the way that you approach things and renew your intentions and understand that so much of what we do while we feel that we're not participating in fasting itself or you know things like that so much of the way that we look at things differently or we make our intentions can totally make all the difference in how we take a regular everyday action and turn it into a powerful form of ibadah or worship. Let me tell you what I mean. So for example, um, let's say I go to, I mean, this is exactly, actually a perfect example of what I'm talking about for Ramadan. Let's say every day as a mom, I cook dinner. Now me cooking dinner just because I purely have to, because everybody's going to starve if I don't. And basically it's like, oh, something I got to do is totally different than if I go to, to cook dinner and I make Nia on a regular day, forget about Ramadan for a second, on a regular day to to um, nourish my family and make sure that they're strong and, the, and their gifts, their bodies, which are gifts, are are nourished and taken care of. And as my my role as a mother, that I want to care for those that are, um, you know, in my in in my care, like the way a shepherd cares for their sheep, like the Prophet peace be upon him said. And we are all shepherds of something. And so I did do it in the first instance because I have to. The Nia isn't there that I'm doing it as a worship. I'm doing it more like I'm avoiding sin, not like I'm trying to gain reward, if you kind of understand. And so that if I shift just my thinking, just my perspective too, I want to do it because I love to care. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me these beautiful gifts of these children and this beautiful husband. And I want to show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how grateful I am by taking immense care of them. And I want to help to keep their bodies healthy because they're in my care. And I just change literally my perspective, even outside of Ramadan, that is a beautiful thing that 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 women can do in, in that state of just regular everyday life. Even driving a car is ibadah. Even driving your car with with um, adab and not cursing people when they cut you off and billah, all that stuff that happens. And in New York, that's huge. You know, like the stress of driving in certain major cities is huge. And just dealing with the road rage of the average person out there, a lot of people have their own personal stuff going on. So even just withholding is a form of ibadah of our anger or you know, just having mannerisms and stuff. And as a Muslim, people see you in hijab driving down the street to change your niya for even to do something like that, you know, is a form of, of worship. And so inside of Ramadan, now you're also adding to the mix the fact that these people are fasting, let's say, for example, that you are, um, you know, feeding. And so you could say, you know, I make Nia to feed the fasting person and and you will get a ton of reward for that as well. And so there's there's so much in just shifting our thinking that can take a regular thing that it was just us trying to avoid sin and do the bare minimum to us actually having a chance to gain incredible reward because it's Ramadan everything is multiplied and we all know that right so doing this is really really important and so that's my first tip number one change your perspective and renew your intention for even the smallest of everyday tasks and don't minimize them and think they are not huge forms of worship and um, sunnah to do in 
in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during the time of Ramadan or any time outside of Ramadan, but especially in Ramadan where the barakah is so big. Um, the second one is a lot of time, like I said, women feel left out. Like, what could I possibly do? And so when I made the um, the bonus that I made for women, um, which is actually in the form of an of a, of a entire ebook, um, and it has two sections, one for women who choose to fast and how to actually the beginning is how to determine if you should choose not to fast choose to fast or not to fast and then whichever one you choose there's nine to ten pieces of advice just for those particular situations so what i'm pulling is from the, the this first part and the second tip i would give you is first one is changing perspective and renewing intention and the second one is to constantly revive the sunnah in looking for opportunities constantly scouring for opportunities. When I was pregnant, even though I was fasting, I still would do this. But then I'm going to tell you about a secret third option, like I said, by the end of what to do. It's not fasting or not fasting completely. You'll see. Um, but either way, I would constantly be looking for opportunities. Now, what type of opportunities would I be looking for? So I would look for opportunities to feed the homeless. There was um, a women's shelter that I knew of, and I particularly ahead of time asked them if I could um, feed them on particular days and I would hold the days. And if I could do it early enough, I would always hold one of the um, ones where I could feed them in the last 10 days because I was looking for just incredible, incredible reward that time. But I was always trying to help women like that. Or for example, if I knew that um, I was not fasting that day, then I would help a sister who was, um, I mean, if I'm fasting or I'm not fasting, either way, I'm, I would help a sister who, um, so in this case, we're looking for women who are not fasting. That's why I'm mentioning it. Um, so, so like maybe a sister had kids and she's working and she had so much stress. And I would say, you know what, today I'm not fasting. Let your daughter come to my house and she could play with my daughter and I'll watch her all day for you. Or I just knew that she was exhausted or something like that. And I'd be like, just come. Or I would go to her house and I would ask her, would you like me to help you? Let me come help you. You have some company coming over. I really want to help you cook for the night or help you clean afterwards or something. Or, you know, even... Even I just would even think of who's in my family that could really use some help and I would just create some extra dishes for them or I would make some decorations for them. There are just so many things. A laundry list, if you're not if you're not able to fast, there's just everyday things that you can do that you could create incredible reward from them. So the first piece of advice was to change your perspective and your intention. And the second one was constantly revive the sun and look for opportunities where you could do good in even the smallest of ways. Look for people who are struggling. People are fasting all around you. They are struggling. Think of if you were them, what would you wish somebody would do for you? What would you wish somebody would ask you, do you need help with? And just do that right? And don't be shy. Ask people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you incredible, incredible reward. Okay. Now what if you are going to fast and you're a woman, you're deciding to fast. I have just two pieces of advice for you that have really helped me to stay healthy and safe. And obviously in my ebook, I have tons more of advice, but these are just two pieces I'm, I'm going to give out to share for you guys as my, uh, as my listeners. And so if you're fasting, what I wanted to tell you is that, um, you need to consider what you're eating very important. So when you're when you're not pregnant or breastfeeding, what you eat is obviously important. You should stay healthy in Ramadan. But if you do choose to fast in those states, and especially like someone like me, I was in like the last last bit of my you know third trimester. Um, what you eat is critical, especially with a baby that's that's either you know developed at any level, but 
we have to take care of our babies, right? And what's inside of us and our body that's holding that child because it needs the strength to do what it needs to do to care for the baby. So what I do is in um, a sohor is extremely important for these women. So my sohor is like no joke. I make sure I always have a smoothie and my smoothie is not like strawberries and milk or something like that. No, no, no. My strawberries are superfood smoothies, superfood smoothies. They are packed with things that women even when they're fasting or not fasting, should be having for optimal health. And obviously, again, you could check with your doctor for any specific things you can or cannot have. But for example, for me, I would have things with like chia in there and I would have all types of other kinds of maybe like things that are healthy omega, omega three and fats. And, you know, I, I would make sure that I had, um, you know, if it was fiber I was going for, whatever it was based on my conversation with my doctor, I would pack superfoods. Now, smoothies are super easy to do that because you just take your favorite fruits and they totally mask whatever else you throw in there. So I would go on Amazon and I would get all these powders and these um, additional superfoods and I would just put them in. I put barley grass juice powder and I would put spirulina. These are really excellent for, for optimal health. Or I would put some you know flaxseed in there or whatever because when you blend it up, it's just gone if you put it in the right quantities. And so FYI, if you do... Um, end up taking my uh, Ramadan recharge, I have another bonus. Actually, I'll do probably a snippet of it in the next uh, week or so for uh, the people who are interested in health and weight loss in Ramadan. You're going to catch the next couple podcasts, but inshallah ta'ala. But if you do end up getting that book, I have the recipes in there. I have the recipes for me. Smoothies, I tell you exactly how I put my sahur together. And this is for optimal health. And obviously, if you're pregnant and breastfeeding, these can be used for those women. And I would suggest that for them as well. So yeah, along with the smoothies, what I would say is you have to to also look for so making your sahur like super power packed in your sahur time you're also going to make sure you drink a lot of water this is where you need to hydrate up and then when you break your fast at the breaking fast time i always eat things right away that are hydrating. Now, obviously, I always eat dates first because um, it's a sunnah, but also because it's going to give you tons of calories. That's another one. So you could do that also in the time of sahur. You can eat a couple of dates. I actually have a smoothie um, recipe that does have dates in it as well. Um, but anyway, the point is you want this nourishment right away. And I do eat hydrating foods at that time. So when I break fast, I usually almost always do it with some beautiful big pieces of watermelon because they're so hydrating and juicy and refreshing after a long day of fasting, especially in the summer when it was hot. Oh, it was just amazing. Or I would have these um, these mint and lime slushy things I would make. And, you know, it's subhanAllah. But you always want to do something super, super hydrating right when you break your fast. Don't run for those. I know you're probably like craving like cake and fried foods and things because you're pregnant. Resist, guys. Resist. I'm not saying don't have them. I'm saying don't have them first. Why? Because you know when you're pregnant, you start to eat, and then in two seconds you're full, and then it's really hard because you've already full made yourself full with things that are not good for you. So the first thing you need to do is you need to force your palate, and this might take some palate changing. You still have some time now. When I mean palate changing, I mean if you're used to eating sugar, 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 your body's going to crave sugar. So as you naturally like I've been giving tips on my Instagram to start withdrawing from caffeine if you are doing caffeine or from sugar or this and that. So when Ramadan comes, your body is already kind of weaned off of those. You don't want to start weaning the first day of Ramadan. That's just a shock. And then it's kind of like the first couple days of Ramadan or the first week, you're just like in withdrawal. And that is not a fun experience. So what I would say is 
do that ahead of time. And then inshallah ta'ala, like I said, when you are in Sahur, you're going to have your smoothies with your superfoods. And like I said, I have some recipes in there. And then also you're going to think of drinking a lot of water. I used to have a particular bottle that I would say, I have to drink this entire bottle. That way I measured how much water I had. Then when I broke my fast, I always made sure I had this watermelon and I had cucumbers and all these hydrating um, fruits and vegetables that I knew were full of the things that I needed to get that, um, because most of the problem actually with pregnancy is the lack of hydration. That's what they're worried about. I mean, obviously the nutrients, but the truth is you have plenty of opportunity to eat the the same amount of nutrients in Sahur and Iftar, because what you're really doing, if you think about it, is just delaying lunch, but you could still eat the same calories that you would have eaten in a full day in the morning and the evening. But the problem is you want to make sure you're hydrated. Okay. So that's the first one. Now, the last um, bit of advice, and then I'll tell you the third way you could like option you have to not just fast or not fast. Um, but it's going to go in along with this one is the fact that um, you your fasting can be flexible. So think of your fasting as flexible. There is nothing written in stone. And so um, you might say to yourself, I want to fast um, not every day, but I want to fast every other day. Or I want to fast um, four days straight and take two days off. So that is the third option you technically have. And what I used to do is I didn't like to do every other day because I found that hard to shock my body like eat, don't eat, eat, don't eat, eat. I found it a little bit hard for me. So what I used to do is I used to fast either the whole week straight, I didn't stop if I felt good enough, or if I felt like, no, I need a break for my body, I would fast for three or four days straight and take a day or two off. Three or four days straight and take a day or two. So like, that's what I mean. So when I did have to make up at the end of Ramadan, I only had to make up three, four days or whatever days I I ended up taking off. So you can give your body relief. So don't pressure yourself also that you have to completely fast or completely not fast. There's a beautiful option in the middle. And that's that third option. So that's kind of like the second piece of advice I have for you. So after fasting all these years and having all these kids and dealing with women from all over the world, um, these are things that I realize are just like two really great gems for um, people who decide to fast and people who decide not to fast. But in the end, ultimately, it's your decision. Don't let people tell you what to do, obviously, unless they're medical professionals that you trust. But everybody is always going to give you their opinion, right? All of a sudden, when you become a mom, everybody tells you the way to do everything. And what you're going to learn after a while is some of that advice is good and it's going to serve you and some of it's not going to serve you. And it's your job to determine what's going to work for you in your life and your children. And by the way, I want to say if you are breastfeeding, the other concern you might have is um, to make sure your milk supply doesn't get low. There are definitely things that you can do to keep that up. Again, I mentioned these things in my book, like things like um, fenugreek, which is um, like I know in certain countries they use a lot of that, like Yemen, it's called helba. And you can use these things and they will increase your milk supply. And there's many other things and they're, they're safe. So you have to, again, always talk to your doctor. I'll just keep repeating that. But for the most part, as long as your health is in check, you can fast. And then there's also that option of not fasting the entire time. So think about what you want to do. You have about another 13 days to to get it in your mind. But do know that if you do need that extra advice and the resources, I do have that that I made for you and it will come out on April 15th. I hope that this has been super helpful for you guys. Um, By the way, I do have a free Facebook group that is also opening up 
in about four or five days, will we have a I'll be having a ton of giveaways? I've actually paired up with a ton of um, Muslim companies. We'll be doing um, giveaways for Abaya, for Ab, and for hot hijab. We have some hijabs. We have some Amazon gift cards. We have some. Um, um, companies that are doing like Muslim journals and kids, um, kids, um, Qur'ans and, uh, house decorations for Eid and subhanAllah, beautiful, beautiful things that so many of these Muslim companies are doing. And I really wanted to, to bring them along in this journey in our, our Ramadan experience on our Facebook group, because I wanted to support small Muslim businesses, because right now, as we know, Muslim businesses are struggling, small businesses are struggling. So go out there and make sure that you support your local Muslim Muslim business because we want them to stick around for after this is over so we can all enjoy their services as we know we need them. So Jazakumullahu Khairan for listening. I pray this has benefited you. Please, please do share this episode with a sister who is pregnant or breastfeeding. And by the way, my daughter is having a baby, inshallah ta'ala, within a week. So for me, it will be a crazy busy time right before Ramadan, but it'll be so exciting and I can't wait to see um, the new baby that's going to come. And so uh, when I wrote this, I actually had my own daughter in mind. So from one mother to another, here's some advice for you. And I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes your fasting easy if you choose not to. And if you if you choose to fast and if you choose not to fast, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps you to find within yourself the best means for you to stay close to him and to reach the next level of yourself in Ramadan, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. Thank you guys. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.